Hello, and welcome to the Tent Podcast, that is to say, Thriving in Technology. Your hosts are Sam Moulton, Petra Strofanova, and yours truly, Cecilia Taylor, all members of the Influence team here at NetApp. For this episode, we are thrilled to have Barbara Hardy, NetApp's Global Head of Diversity, Inclusion, and Belonging. Welcome, Barb. Thank you. Thank you so much for carving out time to be with us today. Uh, Barb has been with NetApp a little more than a year, I believe. I got the chance to meet her a couple of months ago when she presented in the NetApp booth during the 2018 Grace Hopper Celebration in Houston. I was particularly intrigued by her list of top tips for surviving and thriving in tech, but really in any discipline, labeled the Barb List. We want to get into depth a bit with some key points from the list, but at first, can you Give us a little bit of background and tell us how the Barb List came to be. Yes, yeah, so um, many times I'm speaking, keynoting, and or on a panel, and people have asked, "Hey, so you know, what are you reading, or you know, what what's important to you?" And I just started writing a number of lists out of actions or perhaps sayings that really um, help to move me forward. Mm-hmm. And as I would share them, then I found that people were very much intrigued. And then when we practiced them together, we really saw, you know, amazing results. And part of this Barb list is that it changes depending on the audience. So it's not a, you know, use this for this and it stays the same. Depending on the audience that I'm speaking with or talking to or connecting with, then the Barb list principles are aligned to that audience. Well, there are a couple of bullet points uh, in the list that we wanted to learn more about. Uh, And I know that you have a list and the list changes somewhat. Uh, And hopefully when we publish this episode, we'll we'll actually include the the most current list. Um, But one of the points that I wanted to get to, and this is one that's difficult for me, is don't wait to be introduced. Yes, yes. Tell me about that. Tell us. You know, many times we all are a little uncomfortable or you walk into a room and you're not quite sure what to do and who to connect with. And what I have found is even as a speaker um, or a keynote or just someone entering the room, it's, well, where is my tribe or how do I fit in? And part of this really is about preparing before you get there. Okay. And perhaps having a couple of salient points around, you know, what is your intention so it's important to be intentional the other piece is you know thinking about sometimes we'll hold back because we're waiting for someone else to make an introduction and it it also comes up when people are are the keynote or it's the ceo or it's the book you know the best-selling book person um or the artist and we're they're there and no one's connecting with them. And many times we find that they're probably the number one person who you really should connect with, Mm -hmm. but we don't know how. And so many times we'll be waiting for someone, maybe they're more senior or maybe they know the person. And what I have found is to not wait to be introduced because of the fact that this is actually your moment. It's your opportunity. Your time to shine and your time to really connect with that individual. Now, what I will share is depending on your background and depending on, um, you know, 
other roles that you may have had, right? So in hierarchical organizations or even coming out of the military, I remember, you know, working with vets and, you know, and just said, hey, our CIO is right there, you know, informal company, please introduce yourself. And for them, it was what, you know, a, a captain would never introduce himself to the general. Hmm. And so many times, you know, when we think about our own perspectives, our own experiences, as well, that that can also be a barrier that we're waiting for someone from a formal structure to come and make an introduction. But what I have found is that when you come into a room, that is your opportunity to connect, that's your opportunity to shine, and more than likely, you have something to say. You, have, you, have, you can find anything in common with any person. I think it's just finding that common ground to be like, well, I have something to say to them, they have something to learn from me, and that's 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 your introduction. Well, and you're absolutely right because this is the the real key to it is that many times we forget that we have something to say, that our opinion matters, our viewpoint matters, and we have an opportunity to learn from others. And so, part of the Barb list is about being curious as well, and that curiosity can actually drive you into not waiting to be introduced of walking into that room or walking into you know that area or that meeting and just taking a moment to introduce yourself to everyone in the room it begins to just lower um, it, actually it creates community mm -hmm. and so i find that even as i am uh, in you know dinners and i would do the same thing i just come in and i introduce myself to everyone because that's my opportunity to connect you never know who you're going to meet next well, but for the for the shy like of like myself, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a naturally introverted person, so it's 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 more difficult for me to walk into a room. How do I overcome that? And I know that you're a lot more extroverted than I. Um, Unfortunately, and, <laughs> we're fortunately. Uh, but how do you overcome that sense? That's of, a great question. So I believe that you've got to practice. Okay. And, and this goes back to the intentional piece of it, you know, um, and you want to take small chunks, right? So you begin to practice and you look at what are the opportunities that I have to connect with individuals. And you know what, I'm going to at least, before I leave this room, make two introductions myself. And the key to this is really practicing, keeping it, you know, uh, you know small, Right? And achievable. And achievable, right? So it's just like that smart goal, that, mm -hmm. to your point, which is, is it achievable? Here's a, here's a tip, and then I'm going to practice it. Because it's when we practice, then we become. And so by, you know, whether you're introverted or extroverted, when we're looking to continue to shift our mindset and our behavior, that it's the practice. And the more we practice over time, then it becomes a natural state that, you know, even though um, you may be introverted, that you are still able to walk into a room and take time to introduce yourself. I suppose it's a little bit like knowing your own boundaries and being happy with every single incremental change. I think this easily brings us to the next point. One of the, the points on the bar place, which I found really interesting, is act as if. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit what you mean by that and tell us, you know, what are the, the tips for someone to embrace this and how is it different in high-tech 
it pulls into the other industry. I don't think, I don't know that it's different in high tech compared to other industries. The part of acting if is to really be confident in your ability and to recognize that no one is an expert in anything, in everything. And even the smartest person in the room, believe me, there are other smarter people. And this act as if is not about faking it. It's really about recognizing that there are gifts and strengths that you bring to the conversation, you bring to the team, you bring to the project that nobody else has. And so part of that is, rec is recognizing that, you know what, I matter. And my gifts and talents are needed on this team in order for us to innovate. And so it's not, um, well, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm going to, the, the piece of this is it's okay to be uncomfortable as well, especially as we're doing something new and we're branching off. And so part of that is just a reminder that you have what it takes. That everyone this, has what it takes. Everyone has what it takes. You know, um, and, there, and, I, and I go back to this difference that we're born to make because our points of view are needed. And mm -hmm. many times we won't share them or we might hesitate and hold mm -hmm. back. We're mm -hmm. not sure how am I going to say this in a mm -hmm. way that someone can re receive it. But no, know that you're here and you're here because you're needed. And there's a difference that only you can make. There's a point of view that you have that the team or the project you know, or the leadership needs to hear because it's another point of view. And it's really the diversity of those points of views that actually drives innovation. Not everyone's thinking the same. Absolutely. I think this reminds me of one of the previous conversations we had with another guest. We talked quite in depth about the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And this is like, this just reminds me of how many women and actually men suffer from the imposter syndrome, especially in a very competitive industry, which is tech. And especially when people are quite introverted and not trusting themselves to speak up and say what they have to say. So, I mean, you gave us some great tips, but what is your number one tip to overcoming that self-doubt and being your true self, no yeah. matter how you feel deep inside? I believe that our attitude controls our altitude. Mm -hmm. And so one is to take the pressure off. Because sometimes we just hold ourselves to a standard that is just unreasonable. And so what my one tip is to, is to say to yourself what you would say to your best friend. If your best friend came with the same opportunity or the same challenge, what would you say? and then say it to yourself. I have what it takes. So be your best friend. Be your own best friend and self-care. You know, the importance of taking care of ourselves, of recognizing that self-awareness of where we are today. Mm -hmm. And know that a hundred today and a hundred tomorrow can look very different, right? So part of that is being self-aware of where do I stand? Acknowledging, you know, if you're afraid, we're gonna still have to do things afraid. If you know, and it's okay to say, look, so I'm you know, I'm terrified, I'm afraid. But now, now that I've said it, then what what steps am I gonna take? Do I need an accountability partner? Someone that is gonna be there with me, that's gonna hold me accountable so that I can take 
small actions, they're gonna lead to an overall mind shift, right, and a, and a different outcome. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing, if we think that, what, if we know that what we're doing right now doesn't work, and we continue to do it. It is the definition of, of insanity. insanity. Right? But here, think about the fact of saying to yourself that your days as a caterpillar are over. <laughs> I love your this. Your wings are red. And every day, just reminding yourself, hey, Barb, you know, that was caterpillar day. Put on your wings. Let's soar. Let's get it. Let's go after it. And you know what? Even if we don't make it, we will have been farther than if we stayed in the same stage. And so part of that is mindset of, of our self-talk and how we encourage ourselves. Oh my God, this is so inspiring. I'm getting goosebumps, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, seriously, this is, this is a real life wisdom coming out of Barb right now. Um, which brings us actually to the next question. To those young people who are just getting started into their career and, you know, they're making the first first steps, uh, in a, especially in a highly competitive industry like high tech, mm -hmm. what would you, what would be your top three advices to them? What would you, for instance, what would you like to tell your younger self if you could right now? I tell my younger self to take more calculated risks. I tell my younger self to fail often and fail fast, I would tell my younger self that it gets better, that it's worth the wait and it's worth the work. I, I can't agree more. We sometimes, I think sometimes we, we're too afraid to, to take risk because risk is scary. Risk is definitely outside of your comfort zone, but that's where life begins. One of your points in the uh, list is about moving outside of your comfort zone. And I think that it becomes, and, and to the points that you've talked about before, you know, uh, as if, um, you know, introduce yourself to the room, it, 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 it connects to that point of living outside of your comfort zone. Because when you start to do those things, then you can start to move outside of that, that spot you've put yourself in. You that place yeah. you've decided that you fit in. Yes. And it's not so much that others will hold us back, but we hold ourselves back. We often we often hold it. ourselves back more than anyone else or anything else. I, you know, I couldn't help but agree. You know, these are um, not just actions to be put on the wall, but think about, you know, what is the visual piece of what does, you know, not waiting to be introduced look like. You know, having some type of visual that can help. I'm a big believer of vision board so that you can begin to see, you know, exactly what you want to become. So that visualizing becomes very important. Our self-talk, and some of it needs to just say, so what? So what? So what if I go into the room and introduce myself? What's the worst? What's the worst that, that can happen? happen? Right? So what if, you know, um, as, as I'm, I mean, this whole piece about the comfort zone is one that, you know, the barbless that I push myself on as well. That, you know, when you become, and I really do believe this, when you become the go-to person, it's time for a reset. Mm. And that's another piece I would tell my, my younger self, is that it is time to do something else. Because now you become an expert. 
Well, what about learning? I believe in lifelong learning. Yeah. And so Absolutely. I certainly believe that once you become that, once you become the expert, time to shift. What's next? So that whole piece about what's next for you, and thinking about you know this is about living an empire powered life and thriving, and because you are. And that you're taking these steps, you feel good about yourself. And let me tell you, when you walk into a room, that you light up the room, the people are engaged. And, it, and it's not about necessarily being an introvert or an extrovert. It's the energy that we all bring and the excitement that we bring that, you know, we can do this together. Now, being uncomfortable is uncomfortable. There's no way to change you know, that. There's no way to change that. But here's what you will find is that you will, as you practice these actions and behaviors that you won't stay uncomfortable for long. Think about riding a bike. Think about driving a car. I remember driving a car. Now think about how many times you actually get home and you don't remember how you got home. So all of us feel fear. Every one of us. Anybody tells you, oh no, I'm, I don't feel fear. They're lying. Here's the key. You feel the fear and you do it anyway. And that takes practice, that takes self-talk, that takes putting individuals around you. And I'm not talking about, you know, physical fear safety, but it's what's the worst that could happen? Fear of failure. Yeah. And the thing is, would you be better, would you be better off um, having not tried it? Because what's the other alternative? You either stay where you are or you get the yes. Or if you don't get the yes, more than more often I always talk about having a plan B because you'll get the plan B. When people tell you no, and then you come back and say, well, how about this? You'll be surprised how many times you have your plan B answered. Or how many times your plan B becomes your plan A. Exactly. You just didn't know about it. You, you didn't know. And, and you know, that, that being willing to step out of your comfort zone, to look at it from another perspective, to ask for help. You know, can I share something with you? Is this, this is something I'm working on. Can you help and walk me with this and challenge me on it? You know, these are the, these are the steps so that then that true mind shift and that behavior change happens. It doesn't happen alone. You mentioned about having an accountability partner. Mm -hmm. How do you select uh, an accountability partner? Or is that a, like a mentor? It can be. It can be someone that, so here's, here's what I believe. One is it's somebody that you trust and it's someone that's going to tell you the truth. And it's someone that you can learn from as well. And meaning that they can speak life into your life. Mm -hmm. So part of that is you need an encourager. But you need somebody that's going to tell you the truth. And when you're not doing what you said, then they're going to hold you accountable and call you on it. You know, so you don't want to choose someone that's just going to say, well, you know, my, my relationship with you, I want to make sure that I keep it and I don't want to offend you. No, I need you. That's silly for me, actually. <laughs> someone that's going to tell you the truth. Someone that's going to speak life into you. Someone that wants you to win. Someone wants, sees so much in you that perhaps you haven't even seen in yourself. And so that's, that's who you want. That's who I have. I, they don't care anything about title. They don't mm -hmm. care about job. They don't care about anything other than recognizing that they're part of your winning team. Mm -hmm. 
to help you to succeed and vice versa that you help them succeed as well. So that could be your mentor, that could be your sponsor, that could be someone that you work with every day that you admire. You know, perhaps there's a trait in them that you admire and talking to them about, you know, how, how could I, how would I do that? That's so interesting. You know, I wanna, I wanna show up in that space. I think so many people are afraid to ask, but many times you, once you ask the question, the answer is more often yes than no. And if there's a no, you can ask, but why or how and change it and actually get that. But it's, it's, it takes courage to just ask the question and step out of the, your comfort zone. And so you're going to do it afraid? You're going to step out of your comfort zone? You know, recognizing where you are. I mean, the key is that this whole piece about, well, no, I'm not afraid and I'm denying it. We're not saying that. It's more of recognizing it. Yeah, you know what? I do have some fear about this or some trepidation, but you know what? I'm going to step out and I'm going to try it. And, and again, it's a calculated risk, right? You start small and then you see how it could just continues to build upon it. Well, I, I definitely think that I, I could try that. I, I tend to be fearful. And overcoming that fear and saying, okay, I'm afraid, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to step out of faith mm -hmm. and actually make that move. And in some ways, you know, what do I have to lose? But I have so much more to gain. Yeah. So I think that's an incredible piece uh, to, to understand, to take from this. Um, well, we can I just add that I like what you said about what do I have to gain? Because part of that is reversing that narrative. Mm -hmm. So it's not a win-lose, you see. It's, what do I have to gain? How but, I but it's also experience. I think with taking a chance or a risk or getting out of your comfort zone, trying something new, is that even if you fail, even if it doesn't turn out as you expect it, you can try again exactly. and you have more experience and you maybe will succeed the next time. Mm -hmm. And it's all about seizing the opportunity instead of thinking, I'm going to fail, nothing's going to come out of it. Because many times what we find out is we're way better, way more capable than we actually think we are. And this is where the real inspiration and motivation and even self-confidence comes from because we realize we actually can make it and make us feel good about ourselves. Yeah, it's celebrating the small wins. I mean, a part of this is we didn't talk about this. So mm -hmm. what happens once you do it? It's that celebration, right? Man, I did it. And what if it didn't turn out the way that you intended? What's the worst that could happen? So part of that is that self-talk around, so what? So Still what? a learning experience. Yeah, so what? You know, we'll make the mountain out of the molehill, but yeah. so what just sort of keeps it, like, so, so what, what, so what? This actually brings me one, one question for you. What are those small risks, calculated risks that, what are the, well, how do you take yourself out of your comfort zone outside of the office? Oh, man. Well, so, it sounds like, though, that what she's saying isn't so much that it's in the office. It's, not, it's, it's, it's This life. is in your yeah. life. Yeah. I'm yeah, just curious. I mean, it's funny because I don't, I don't separate. I haven't, my life is more integrated. Mm -hmm. So part of this whole list is not just about work, Absolutely. Right? It's Absolutely. It's about who, you be, who you're becoming. Mm -hmm. How to become your better version of yourself. yourself. And, and and two, I don't know if it could be a better version of yourself, but who you truly are. Mm -hmm. So it's how to live in that empowered life and how to thrive, right? How to be happy, you know, or joyful within yourself and, mm -hmm. and identifying what that means. And so for me, 
you know, um, I, people will ask me to speak at, at impromptu things. Well, Barb's here, so Barb, why don't you say a few words? And so then I need to say something, right? Because, because I may be put on the spot or I may be given five minutes. Barb, I want you to say something for five minutes. And so I've just become, you know, that has been become for me to be ready to just, you know, go with the flow and to not worry about the outcome. I think so many times we're so, you know, it's the control. Mm-hmm. And, to let go. And to be willing to just sort of step back and go, hey, you know what? They asked you to say something, so clearly you must have something to say. And that's part of that changing the narrative. The fact that they asked you, well, why are they asking me? Could they have asked somebody else? There's plenty of people over here they could ask. Instead of, you know, starting that remuneration, it really is recognizing the gifts that we bring to the table, right? It, it goes back to that difference that we were born to make. It goes back to recognizing that we have gifts and skills. We are our own masterpiece. And I know I talked about that. And so nobody can be you but you. Everyone else they can. Everyone else is a replica. But there's only one original, and that's you. And so even if I tried to be you, I'd only be, you know, a copy. But here's the original. And, you know, it brings me to a quote that Maya Angelou Maya Angelou said, and, and she said, you know, do you know why the bird sings? And and people said, no, why does this bird sing? Why does the cage bird sing? And she says, because it has a song. Such a lovely quote. And so we are all songs. We all have a song to, a sing. Song to sing. It may be different, but it's, it's all needed in order to live our best lives, to be our best selves, interconnected with each other. We're not in competition with each other. It's together that we win. You be you, me being me, Cecilia being herself, we win together. Well, I certainly thank you for these um, points of wisdom, but I want to ask you, is there um, something that has been modified on the list that you kind of want to bring attention to? Is there a point that perhaps that we should address that we haven't necessarily talked about up until now. You know, I want to talk about expanding your tribe. And and that really is about, you know, reviewing your own network, your own relationships, and asking yourself, are is everyone in your tribe similar to you? Hmm. Do they think like you, they look like you, you know, they believe what you believe? And the value of expanding the tribe to include others. One, it's a great opportunity for all of us to learn about other individuals. And two, it gives us another point of view that can really accelerate us to be better. And so people have asked, well, how do I do that? And part of that is just asking different people for lunch, to lunch. You know, we're at the holiday season, think about, you know, exploring other traditions. They can be secular, they can be religious, they can just, you know, be um, uh, traditions and, 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 and celebrations, but learning something new. And then looking at how then you might want to incorporate or share that. And it could be just asking someone that you work with, you know, about what they're doing and, and you know, with no expectation that they may be doing anything, right? Because some people don't celebrate anything. 
But that's another way in which we can connect at a deeper level and begin to build relationships with others. So that tribe, and I'm consistently asking myself, you know, Barb, do you have enough different voices and different people in your life so that you can continue to grow? You can continue to evolve. And so for me, it's expanding the tribe. Who's missing? Who else should be here? Excellent point. That's that's a great that's a great tip. I think for our audience for sure, I'm definitely going to embrace that myself. So you did uh, briefly mention the holidays. So before we uh, leave you, we we do want to ask this question. Um, we're in this uh, busy holiday season. You mentioned uh, that during this holiday season, you should get to know someone with a cultural or mm-hmm. uh, secular or religious. Uh, tradition perhaps that you don't know about and learn about Um, so tell us could you tell us a tradition that you have or something that you particularly like about this particular season I decorate okay um, we call this holidays with the Harveys Mm -hmm. and so what happens is that Christmas was my father's favorite holiday and he passed around the holiday season and so for me it just was a blur after that and I really couldn't celebrate for a while and you know I found in time that in order to celebrate I was able to celebrate by honoring him and the holiday season so um, I love transforming things and we would decorate the house for Christmas and then it was you know decorating one room and now it's moved to every room in our house has some type of Christmas theme in addition to that, we then identify opportunities for us to bring everyone together, kids zero to 102. It's an opportunity for us to just, you know, um, come together and celebrate each other and our love and, and the spirit of Christmas. And so every year there are various uh, events that I open up to my community and anyone can join us. And, you know, we're doing, you know, train rides, we're doing uh, Christmas lights, the zoo, um, various things, and, and new things as well. So I'm always looking for something new to do. And then we just invite everyone, and they invite their friends, and every holiday it's something special. So that's what Wonderful. we do. That is one of our traditions. Sounds lovely. I want to come. <laughs> You know I love I love Christmas, so it, it's my favorite season, and so you know I, I, I wear my holiday sweaters. Yes, she does. With pride. You can't um, see her. She I can't see her it. holiday earrings, mm-hmm. and uh, I decorate the house. My husband said we could have two trees this year, so we have two trees. So I'm happy, uh, and it's it's just my favorite time of the year because I love how people. Uh, reach out to each other and people connect with one another more so and I find it easier to to strike up those conversations uh, during the holiday season because people tend to be, be in a good mood um, to, to be kinder to each other to be kinder. Yes. It's so it's the so it's it, it's a wonderful time of year. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, we thank you for joining us. Uh, we hope that we can have you on a future episode. I would love to be here thank you. Back. 
and uh, we'll be able to uh, get some more wisdom and knowledge from you. To our listeners, we uh, hope you've enjoyed this episode, and uh, you can always find find Barb on the Twitters with the handle B-A-W Connects. We know you have a bunch of podcasts you could be listening to, so thank you for taking the time. If you want to uh, send us a question, for a future episode, please do email us at ng-tentpodcast at netapp.com and let us know. Until next time, thank you. Thank you.